Welcome to Scattershot Thoughts. I'm Jacob. That's Geo. <laughs> We've been talking for about a half an hour and haven't been recording. Yeah, Jacob uh, really dropped the ball on this one. Yeah. Unlike unlike the ball that's going to be dropped in a couple of days for New Year's. Uh, boom. Actually, tonight when this episode comes out. All right. So to recap, because we're not going to go through all that again. Uh, there, <laughs> there's there's hillbillies across the street who are living in an RV and they're dumping their gray water and it's not cool. Geo and I both have pretty good Christmases. Neither of us has COVID as far as we know. <laughs> the neighbors across the street are actually cooking meth in that RV. We've, we've <laughs> already established this. That's Geo's assumption, but I don't know. I watched Elf for the first time. Damn, you're, you're really rushing through all this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Our friend Stan got married. Oh yeah, Stan got married. Congrats. Maybe you'll come back to the podcast one day and we can talk about it. <laughs> We also wished him and Stephanie a very long and happy marriage. Yeah, but I guess nobody will hear it now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, it was actually very heartfelt. Yeah. Gio even started crying a little bit. I teared up a little bit. Jacob had to, like, just mute himself. I could see him sobbing in the background. It's emotional. First one. I know, right? First one out of us to get married, man. It's a big deal. And uh, we recorded something super beautiful and... Turns out we didn't record it because Jacob Jacob fucked up. Yeah. So Stan, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. It was it was a lot better than this. Okay, so then we started talking about the Witcher. Roach eyes sad. Yeah. That's where we were. Okay. I don't think I missed anything else. I'm sure you did, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Man. You know, I just blame myself. I'm sorry, people. This is on me. Well, at least the sound quality should be better in this one because I remembered to hit the right button on for that this time. Sorry that Jacob sounded like shit last week, guys. Oh, man, I really did. So, Witcher was pretty good. I don't really have much to yes. say about it. Everybody loves Henry Cavill. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Let's see. I finished Hawkeye. Honestly, I can, I can kind of see why people didn't really like it. Because like, a lot of it felt kind of slow, I guess. Mm-hmm. But the ending was not bad. Though I feel like she did like a complete... like She went from like... She went zero... To like a hundred in like the matter of like a day i'm not sure if that makes any sense to you like the entire show took place over the course of what like, like three or four days right mm-hmm. so on day like one and two she's fighting people all, all right ish i guess but she's still getting kind of beat up a bit she doesn't really know what she's doing and then on that last day she's just fighting like six guys and kicking all their asses like it's nothing and then took on an entire army of dudes and, like, didn't even, like, break a sweat. Yeah, I'll give you that, I guess. And then she fought, um, God, I cannot remember her name. I, wa- I just want to call her Black Widow, but she's not really Black Widow. Yelena. Mm-hmm. Right? Though, I get, Yelena wasn't actually trying to kill her or anything. But, like, it looked like she was holding her own against Yelena, which she should not have been able to do that. I feel like that interaction was the highlight of the show, though. It was. They they had a good little back and forth thing. Their their whole little girl night thing was was pretty funny. I was kind of expecting her to start talking about like her vest with all her pockets, but she didn't. So I was a little disappointed there. But uh, other than that, it's pretty good. Her mom was like the worst bad guy ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she just like had like one. 
She had like one like emotion the entire show. <laughs> oh, are you really gonna put your mom in jail on Christmas? Yes. <laughs> You're a fucking criminal. <laughs> yeah, it was like I, I, I've I don't know if um you you almost put your fiance in jail. Yeah. Uh, what is she supposed to do? No, mom. I'm gonna I'm gonna no. Just gonna lie and let you off the hook here. I like the whole fight with Kingpin, which wasn't really a fight because I again I don't think Kingpin actually wanted to hurt her in any way. No, he was more just annoyed. Yeah, he was just like like swatting a fly away. Mm-hmm. I like the, the the scene where she took him out, which is pretty cool. And then the ending of that was really nice, I guess, with um, Maya and uh, Kingpin. Oh, and let me just say, I, I'm so glad that they brought him back as Kingpin. Yeah, I don't think that's the last time we're going to see him. I hope it's not. But uh, I think I saw in the comics that scene playing out and uh, him surviving. Only like, um, I think he had uh, like lost his vision after that or something. I don't know. But uh, I mean, he is still a human. So like if you shoot a kingpin in the head, I'm sure it'll still do something. Yeah, but we could always get. I mean, you didn't see it happen, so they could always show like later on that she shot something else or something like that. So true. And we are going to get a series based on Maya. So cool. Yeah, I think overall Hawkeye, I I liked it. I did too. The LARPing part was hilarious. See, I thought they they were like walking a tight line there of kind of making fun of nerds. Yeah, they were, but I just thought it was funny. I thought his whole. His whole like view of it was was pretty good. Like, just kill me, please. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. But these guys have a lot of fun doing it. They're very involved, and it's it's a very tight like knit group. So that's something to to appreciate. I'd, I'd get into LARPing maybe. Minotaur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a minotaur. I just drive in. <laughs> oh my god, a minotaur. Have Kiss playing in the background as I get out of the car? I, I guess, yeah. I, I wouldn't seek it out, but if somebody asked me, like, hey, do you want to do this? I'd be like, uh, sure. I guess. I mean, I'd probably feel like an idiot for the first, like, three or four sessions. <laughs> Maybe. Eventually, I'm sure it would be fun. You'll get in there and you'll make your, your costume and everything. We can just we can just start off playing Jugger, man. Oh, yeah, Jugger. What is that, Gio? All right. So, at our Christmas party, right? I had a couple of drinks and I was sitting next to a VP of, I don't even know what she's a VP of, but she was telling me about Jugger and how her son plays it at uh, college. Like he just like one day was like walking around with his friends and uh, they were having a, a barbecue or something on campus and somebody had brought their, their Jugger equipment and like no one knew what the hell it was or what the sport was so he decided like well let me show you guys and got everybody onto like their teams and gave them all equipment and they all played and her son got really into it and thought it was fun so uh she was explaining the rules of the game to me well actually she just showed me a video of it but it looked cool i guess it looked like fun it's like a, a weird mixture between like LARPing and like maybe Quidditch in a way. Yeah. So as you're describing this and I'm looking at the Wikipedia article, I'm like, this is, this is Quidditch. I mean, not exactly, but it's the same concept. 
Yeah, it's like Quidditch, but like instead of brooms, you have like swords and shields and axes and stuff. And like by Quidditch, we mean like the nerds on college campuses who run around with brooms between their knees. Yes, and play Quidditch. Not like in the movie, but yeah, so apparently this Jugger is inspired by a movie. Is it? I actually have absolutely no clue whatsoever anything else about Jugger besides the like two minute long video that she showed me. Wow, and uh, to tie everything together, the movie stars Vincent D'Onofrio, the kingpin himself. You're kidding me. <laughs> no. We cannot make this up, people. We cannot, <laughs> we're, not, we're not that clever. Complete coincidence here. So what is this movie? Is it just called, is it called The Blood of Heroes? Yeah, and I'm, in the U.S. it's called The Blood of Heroes. Let's see here. Wow, Delroy Lindo, Vincent D'Onofrio, Rugger Howard. Okay. I mean, this looks like a really, like, this has to be a terrible movie, right? I don't know. It, it looks weird. <laughs> when did this movie come out? Um, 1989. Is there a trailer? Let's, let's see. Yes. It's a two-minute, just as long as the Jugger gameplay that I saw. Wow. So, Tusken Raiders in Mad Max World. <laughs> wow. To the future. <laughs> the game of Jugger. Is a way of life. <laughs> the, the game of Joker is the way of life and death. We'll risk everything to win. Gar said we could play a team from the league. <laughs> that, this this gives me major Mad Max vibes. Well, it's Australian post-apocalyptic, so what do you know about pretty much and for those the nail on the head on the surface of the earth. <laughs> The real contest waits below. It's streaming on Amazon Prime right now. A chance <laughs> to play the best. The and survive. Stain with the blood of heroes. <laughs> the blood of heroes. Starring Rutger Hauer of The Hitcher and Blade Runner. Joan Chen of The Last Emperor. And Vincent D'Onofrio of Full Metal Jacket. The film Newsday magazine called A Dazzling Action Movie. <laughs> a Dazzling Action Movie. <laughs> One of the most original <laughs> since Road Warrior. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to watch the movie. I don't know. I feel like maybe we should. Nah, man. I'm, I'm not going to watch this movie. This just in. John Madden passed away today. Really? Yeah. I didn't even get a notification or anything about that. That's weird. This is as of like 40 minutes ago. Is the earliest thing I'm seeing. That's that's sad. Yeah. Where were we? Jugger. Jugger, Hawkeye. I guess while we're talking about Hawkeye, I watched the first 5 episodes of Hitmonkey yesterday. How was that? Um, it's okay. Yeah, you sound disappointed. I mean, it's definitely not like I regretted watching this, but it's also I wouldn't tell anybody to go out and watch it. But it's a monkey that kills people. Yeah. Who, who who wouldn't love that? I it's just I don't know. I uh honestly like Jason Sudeikis is like kind of annoying in it. Okay. So he's uh playing his uh the office character, I guess. Jason Sudeikis was in the office. I'm thinking about the wrong person. I am thinking about the wrong person, aren't I? Yeah, I think so. But he would fit in in the office. He would fit in the office. Like the his character in this would fit in in the office. I don't know. He's just like a huge like d bag, and there's no redeeming qualities. 
So it's kind of hard to. Well, isn't isn't he playing like a hitman? Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't met a lot of hitmen, but I would assume they're not exactly the nicest people in the world. Just by trade, you know. Here's a uh, Huffington Post article from 2016. The headline, Jason Sudeikis would like to remind you he is not Ed Helms. <laughs> Ed Helms is in the office, Geo. I think that's probably <laughs> what I was thinking of. <laughs> okay. Um, my bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jason. Oh, yeah. And then um, I had lunch with my brother yesterday, and he went on and on about the show Yellowstone on Peacock slash Paramount Plus. Sounds like it could be worth checking out. Okay. And then yesterday, I started reading this comic that you might want to check out. Okay. What's it called? It's called Die. That sounds like something that I would read, just just from that alone. So it's it's a 20-issue story, and I read like the first three last night, and I'm like, oh my god, this is like one of the best things I've ever read. Okay. It's by Kieran Gillen, who did one of the Star Wars things. That's where I know him from. I think he did the Star Wars reboot comics, or maybe he did Darth Vader. I actually saw uh, like a review of one of those Star Wars comics about, uh, I think it was R2. That he was like C-3PO got like kidnapped or got, I guess you can't really kidnap a droid, can you? You could. Well, well they, they, they got a hold of C-3PO and uh, the rebels were basically like, yeah, it's not, it's not worth like attacking a destroyer, especially not like Darth Vader's destroyer to save like one droid. And uh, R2 was just like, fuck that shit and steals like an X-Wing and just like flies in there and wreaks havoc upon this ship. And gets C-3PO out and saves the day by himself. <laughs> and I'm just like, you go, you go R2-y. You're the best. <laughs> he, he's, he's the unsung hero of the entire, the entire Star Wars saga. <laughs> Name a better character than R2. I'll wait. I'll wait right here and wait for you to tell me a better character than R2. Sounds like a big challenge. That's right. So anyway, this, uh, this comic called Die... So the the author um, refers to it as Gothic Jumanji. Gothic Jumanji. Yeah. And it's based on these kids in the early 90s play this game of D&D. Mm-hmm. Or a D&D-like game. And they get like pulled into the game. And six go in. And three years later, five come out. And then like 30 years after that, they get called back into the game. I was just about to say, like that's a, that's a long-ass D&D game right there. And what's cool about this comic is it's also like there's an RPG that goes along with it that's based on the game that they played. Yeah. Okay. And it's got some really cool alternative takes on some like classic classes. Like there's this dude who uh, he's a grief knight. A grief knight? Yeah. So the sadder he is, the more powerful he is. <laughs> Quick, stop. <laughs> step on my toe. Make me cry. Well, so that's the thing is like there's another character who's like sort of like a like a bard type guy. So like, oh, you just have him play sad music. Well, so he makes this guy sad in order for them to like slay dragons and stuff. That's kind of cool. But yeah, so I'm like three episodes or <laughs> three issues in, and I'm just like I I want to stop this podcast right now and go read more issues. Like it, it's really good. Is it finished? Is it like a finished series? Already? Yeah, I, th- I think it just finished recently. Okay. That does sound kind of cool. I know um, on TikTok, I, I follow a couple like uh, D&D people 
and they just kind of i think i've sent you like one of the D things like a video of like how to play or like just like starting off like like how the the sheet works with like your stats and everything but like there's a guy who was talking about like alternative you know kind of play styles to characters and uh he like plays like a rogue that heals like he's like a healing rogue because he, he didn't want to play like a like a caster that heals so he just decided to play a rogue and like all he does is just like shifts through the shadows and like in the fight just like goes up to somebody like that's dying and just heals them that's cool i mean he, he explained it a lot better than that but I was just like, wow, that's that's an interesting healer. I, I I don't think I've ever seen like a rogue healer before. Um, the closest I can think of that is like maybe in the old Republic when you had um like the smugglers could heal. I guess couldn't they could do that, right? I don't I don't know. If, yeah, because couldn't they shoot you with like their? I'm thinking the wrong class. Bounty hunters could do that. Yeah, I think bounty hunters could heal and troopers. Yeah, but no, I think you're right about the the Imperial ones, because I remember there was like a sniper one or something that could shoot you and heal you. Did you play that? Yeah, I played an agent. I don't remember healing with that, though. But yeah, I mean, that's the closest thing I could think of. Yeah. That's cool. Or a, a druid, I guess. And wow. I guess, but no, the druid would still be like a cast. Well, anyways, yeah, uh, that was cool. Uh, so die, I guess I have to. Uh... Yeah, check it out wherever you obtain comics. So this morning, you're going to think I'm crazy. I already do. Yeah. So I use this app to keep track of the stuff that I've watched, like when there's new episodes and stuff like that. I feel like I might need that. I'll send you a link to it. It's pretty useful. There's just so much. There's so much to watch. Well, and it's like when somebody like brings up a conversation, like uh, what, was the, what was the anime that you were we were talking about that didn't get recorded? but Rank, Ranking of Kings? Yeah. Like I whipped out my phone, put it in the list. Like, all right, well, keep track of it. So anyway, I went through that, and then I looked up the release dates for everything. I thought it might be fun to do a retrospective on all the things that I've watched this year. I made a list, and uh, it had like, I don't know, 45, 46 items, so I I rounded it out to 50. Okay. (laughs) The look on your face. So 50? Yeah, so here's the 50 things that I watched this year. (laughs) You ready, Gio? Uh, I guess I'm going to have to be. And this is in, um, we're going to go chronological order. So I cheated for my first entry, but I think it still counts because, like, what is time anymore? So December of last year, like around this time last year, do you know what we were watching? Uh, Witcher. Yeah. Actually, that's not on my list. That didn't make my list, Gio. <laughs> well, fuck you then. <laughs> Bad list. <laughs> first thing off, right off the bat, and already you missed it. <laughs> we watched uh, Alice in Borderland. That was last year? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, premiered December 10th. Uh, so maybe we watched it early January, but yeah. Holy shit. Where did the year go? I remember that. I don't believe that was a year ago. <laughs> it was. Damn. So Alice in Borderland, we, talked, uh, we briefly mentioned it when we talked about Squid Game. If you like Squid Game, you probably like Alice in Borderland. I think there's a season two of that coming out too, isn't there? Uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah. There's more to the manga. Next on my list, so early January, uh, you texted me about this show, and you're like, hey, Jacob, you'd like this show, and you, I don't think you and I have had any more heated arguments about a show. What show? Mushoku Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation. 
<laughs> it's, it's on Hulu. We won't go over what you and I argue about, but I will say it, it's good. And the things that I've had issues with, I think, are starting to get finally addressed. And I know you, you said you're a couple episodes behind, right? Yeah, I think I'm like three episodes behind. So it just finished, I think, like last week. So now's a good time to get caught up on that. But uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, the animation is really nice. The story is really nice. There's some themes in it that um, don't uh, tickle the right Western sensibilities for me. But if you can look past it, it's it's a good show. Yeah, it's it's a it's an isekai. So do with that information as you will. So around the same time, Wandavision came out on Disney Plus. Okay, see now now I'm starting to get a better sense of what's going on here because that came out. You watched it, but I didn't watch it for like a while afterwards. <laughs> well, we watched Alice in Borderland like. At the same time, I think. Yeah, we did. Okay. But WandaVision, I didn't see for like... When did I see WandaVision? I think you watched it like in the summer. Yeah. But that that was a good first intro to the Disney Plus Marvel stuff. Yeah. And then later in January, a show called Resident Alien premiered. Did you ever get a chance to watch that? It sounds familiar, but I don't think I actually watched it. I think I remember you telling me about it. It's a really good show, and I think it's on... Because it, it was on the Sci-Fi Network, which is it's hard to watch if you don't have cable. But I think now it's on... Nope, it's still still hard to get. It's on Peacock Premium. So, yeah, it's, it's hard to get. But if you can watch it, it's a good show. I think there's going to be a season two. Okay. Then February, Judas and the Black Messiah came out on HBO Max. That was the first of like the HBO Max day and date release movies that mm-hmm. I watched. That was a really good movie that ended up in Oscar nominations. Uh, also in February on Netflix, a show called The Crew premiered. It's Kevin James' comedy where he works on a NASCAR pit crew. Mm-hmm. It's actually, it's okay. March on Netflix was a documentary called Murder Among the Mormons, which that is a crazy documentary, dude. Jay, what the fuck do you... What? I have, a, I have an eclectic taste in TV shows. Jeez. <laughs> All right, fine. The next one you like. No, just keep going down the list. This is, this is really showing me a lot a lot of... Uh, I, I didn't know all this about you, I guess. <laughs> uh, two days later, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon came out. Okay. Which, that was good. And then in March, on Amazon Prime, a movie that was like a, a decade in, in waiting, that we were waiting for, part four of a series, came out called 3.0 plus 1.0 Thrice Upon a Time. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 365-2. But it's a good... I I really got into Eva for a while. Like I, I just consumed all of it within like a, a couple months. I remember I remember we talked about that and like you went into like detail about like all these movies. Yeah, I mean that probably wasn't good for my mental health. But um Yeah, are you are you okay? <laughs> I am now. I feel like you went on a little bit of a spiral after that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, yeah, that was like uh, the beginning of the downfall. I started watching Eva and playing Hades, and then just like the world fell apart. <laughs> but yeah, so that that movie ties up the Eva stuff. It's it's pretty good. Then in the middle of March, the Snyder Cut of the Justice League came out. I did not see that. It's actually kind of I wouldn't say like go out and watch it for sure, but it's worth seeing. I thought it was good. It it was definitely an improvement over. The original Justice League movie, but did it? But did it redeem the original Justice League movie? A little bit in my eyes. And then um, the next day, 
in March, Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out. Okay. I still have not seen that. But you know what? I will watch it tomorrow. It's it's definitely the weakest of the Marvel things on, on Disney+. Plus, But it's got some good stuff in it. And then a week later, on Amazon Prime, one of the highlights of the year for me, Invincible premiered. Invincible was good. Which we've talked about that on the show before. And then at the end of March, Godzilla vs. Kong came out on HBO Max. Yeah. The movie got spoiled for me, so I didn't I didn't end up watching it. What? <laughs> Kong's blind at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Mecha Mecha Kong is or Mecha Godzilla is actually blind at the end. And then in April we had The Nevers uh, on HBO Max, which The Nevers is like X Men in the Victorian era. It's actually pretty good. Okay. And then the the last season of Kim's Convenience premiered in April. Saw that. Which, the, the reason I have that on the list is because you and I binge-watched Kim's Convenience, like, probably this year, or at the end of last year. I think it was this year. And it deserves a mention, because it's a really good show. It is a really good show. That last season suffered, though. And I don't know if it's just because we knew it was the last season. My man, Jung, went to save the world, man. That's, that's how that matters. Yeah. And then on April 23rd, you and I watched this movie together. The Mitchells versus The Machines came out on Netflix. Right. That, w- that was a good movie. That's one of those things I totally forgot about, but it was a good movie. On the same day, on HBO Max, Mortal Kombat came out. Saw that. I mean, I I liked it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is a low bar, I guess, for quality. Yeah, I mean, it was was an action movie. There was fighting in it. The story was kind of not great, but I mean, it's a Mortal Kombat movie, so there was Scorpion. That's That's all that matters. Scorpion was in it. And then on Disney Plus, on May the 4th, The Bad Batch premiered. Saw that. That was good. That was good. Also in May, Jupiter's Legacy premiered on Netflix. I have not seen that yet. It got a lot of hate, and I don't particularly understand why. Like, it it is slow, and it does end up just being, like, an entire season that's an origin story. But uh, I'll argue we just finished a trilogy of movies about a certain character, that it turned out that that was just one long origin story, so people need to get over that. May 21st, Army of the Dead came out. Did I tell you about what happened when I was watching that movie? There was a dumpster fire. No, you didn't tell me that. But I, I think you thought there's like a, there's like a prequel to that movie out on Netflix now too, right? Yeah. Army of Thieves. I haven't gotten around to watching it, but yeah. So I'm watching this movie and there's like a bunch of fire trucks going down the street and I'm like, what's going on? And I open the door and there's just an inferno two doors down. Someone just lit a dumpster on fire. They think it's one of those deals. Like where you know, when you put like a bunch of oily rags in a pile, there's a chance that they'll like spontaneously combust. That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they were, like, uh, renovating this house two doors down. And I guess they were using, like, paint thinner or something. And, like, just kept tossing the rags into the dumpster. And it caught fire. And that was pretty crazy. Had to pause the movie and go check that out. So then at the end of May, on Netflix, Bo Burnham's special came out. Which is a weird reflection on uh, what it's like to be our age. Living in the the COVID (laughs) A real reflection of what it's like to turn 30 and not be able to go out. I'm not much of a musical person. I thought it was good. And I thought what he did, like the the technical aspect of how he filmed that and stuff was just like mind-blowing, kind of. Mm-hmm. But it was very like, also not a thing that's good for your mental health, probably, to watch all in city. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it kind of accurately depicts, you know, what it's like to be going through depression and then be stuck inside. Yeah. So that, that was, uh, 
I think it was worth watching, but I don't know that I would ever want to watch it again. All right, we're halfway through the list. So in June, Loki premiered. I did see Loki. Also in June, Sweet Tooth. I like Sweet Tooth. I hope there's more of that. I'm looking forward to that. Then in July, we had The Tomorrow War on Prime. Did we talk about it? I thought we talked about we talked about it. I mean, not a, this was before the podcast, so yeah, those conversations don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't friends before this. It wasn't like the best movie, but for an action movie, it was pretty entertaining. I guess. I, I don't think I would have been too happy if I paid. If I yeah. <laughs> what do we? How do we decide to phrase this? If I had a risk yeah, getting COVID to, to see this at theaters, but I thought it was enjoyable. It was a inter- it was a cool concept for time travel. Yeah. That you have like a fixed points in the in the time stream that move back and forth. Yeah. Also in July, and of course we didn't watch this until way later. Uh, Black Widow came out, and on Hulu there was a documentary called McCartney Three Two One, which was pretty interesting. It was a uh, Rick Rubin, uh, famous music producer, like listened to original recordings of Paul McCartney music and talked to Paul McCartney about it while they were listening to it, and they were like. Messing with the equalizer to like focus on like the bass and stuff like that. But um, there's something else on this list that kind of overshadows that. Also in July, Troll Hunters Rise of the Titans came out on Netflix. Okay. I don't think I saw anything Troll Hunter wise after the original Troll Hunter ended. You didn't watch it? The one with the twins? Yeah. No. The, the, the alien twins? No. That was okay. But so this Troll Hunters Rise of the Titans like ties everything up, ends the story. And then in August, there was a documentary called Small Town News, KPVM, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that was pretty good. It's kind of It was like real life, The Office. Mm-hmm. It was about a, a, an independently funded TV station in, in Nevada. Also, August, The Suicide Squad premiered, which I think we, you and I both had positive reviews of that. And then in August on Hulu, a show called Reservation Dogs premiered, which is really good. Reservation Dogs? What's that about? It's about... These kids that live on a Native American reservation, like in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and it's like produced by Taika Waititi, and these kids like it, it like just like outlines like the life of growing up in that situation, and like crazy stuff happens. It, it's really good. It's probably like my number one thing of this year that I haven't talked about on the podcast yet. That I would say like if you haven't seen it, you should see it. Okay, it's a comedy. Then in August, Marvel's What If premiered, which that was in August. Jeez, I feel like that just happened. I mean, it's still going on, or did it finish already? No, it finished, like, I guess in October, if it started in August. There's also a show on Stars called Heels. That was really good. It's about, like, wrestlers. Like, it's a... <laughs> Geo just rolled his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a show called Heels, and I'm just in there thinking about Glow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's sort of like that concept. But it's more like family drama. A lot of people compare it to Friday Night Lights, which I've never seen. So to round out August, uh, the second season of C came out, which we talked about C last week. Uh, Game of Thrones, but blind. Also, Only Murders in the Building came out. Stan brought that up a couple weeks ago, or whenever the last time we talked to Stan. Shang-Chi came out in September, along with Why the Last Man, which we've talked about. Squid Game, we had a whole episode about. Star Wars Visions. Did you finish Star Wars Visions, Dio? I think I saw The Bride. I think that was the last one that I saw. All right. Also in September, number one thing on my list of this year, probably Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass. Did we ever talk about Midnight Mass? No, because somebody <laughs> couldn't get past like the second episode and then never showed up on the podcast again. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> I think one day if there's if there's a lull, we might come back to Midnight Mass because there's a lot to talk about in that. Yeah, I think that that show had some of the most like beautiful conversations about like life after death. Yeah, I, I like their their whole conversation. I can't remember if it was the second time they talked about it or the first time. Well, I mean, they were both kind of like kind of a flashback to the first time, anyways. But that conversation between them when they were talking about like what happens when you die, that was was a good conversation. And they kind of had like sort of a like three perspectives of her like saying, "Oh, like well, you know, you go to heaven and you have your family and all this stuff," and him kind of being like, "Oh, we're we're all just like stardust," <laughs> and like. Yeah. And then finally they kind of settle on this sort of like, there is no death. There is only the force like interpretation of, of what happens when you die. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I guess we won't spoil what the one word is that you could just ruin that show with. But um, yeah, we might come back to that. Then in October, Ted Lasso season two came out and that's around when we started watching Ted Lasso just in general, which that's a, another show. That's just like, if you haven't seen Ted Lasso, pause this podcast, go find a way to watch it. It'll, it'll liven up your day. Ted Lasso is the opposite of Bo Burnham. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Lasso is, is the hero that we need, but not the hero that we deserve. <laughs> he just he just makes you a better human. And then on uh, October 22nd, wow, I didn't realize. Uh, October 22nd on Netflix, The Harder They Fall came out, and on HBO Max, Dune released. Yeah. Which I think also we need to talk about Dune at some point, but we'll get there. Yeah, we, we saw Dune. I think we both saw Dune the day it came out. Yeah, I think so. So November, Genlock season two premiered, which is the last season. And dude, if you haven't seen, like, have you watched any of Genlock? I think I saw the first like two episodes. It's really good. It like season two turns into something completely different from season one. Because mm-hmm. season one is basically just like mecha anime, like mixed with the Matrix a little bit. And season two just like flips it on its head. Is there an actual ending or is it like a cliffhanger cancellation sort of thing where I'll never know what happens at the end? I suspect that they found out pretty early that this was going to be the last season. So they tied everything up, but it definitely seems like they could have taken this show could have been like six seasons, Okay, but you get like an ending that's satisfactory. Also November arcane came out, which we've talked about extensively and Cowboy Bebop, and Hawkeye. Star Trek Discovery Season 4 started in November. It's still going now. I gotta say, first couple seasons of Star Trek Discovery, pretty bad. I think I remember you telling me that, and I never actually got around to watching it. But it's good now. If you can get through the first, like, you know, eight episodes or whatever, it, it, it turns into good Star Trek. And then on um, Thanksgiving, The Beatles Get Back came out, which... You'll probably never watch it just because it's like super time consuming, but it's really good if you're into that sort of like. Well, I know your mom is super into the Beatles, so I know why you watched it. But you you also told me that like every episode is like two hours long or something. Yeah. But as as I was watching it, it was kind of interesting because like the Beatles at this point that this was recorded, they were mm-hmm. like 27, 28 years old. And it's sort of like they're all it's it's the end of the Beatles. And you know that it's the end of the Beatles mm-hmm. and they don't, but also they kind of do like, you can kind of see like, it's just this friendship. That's like, we're all friends, but we're not the Beatles anymore. I don't know. It was very just like, oof, man, I'm, I'm 30. <laughs> all, <laughs> all my friends have kids. 
Oh God, I'm 30. All my friends are getting married. Yeah. I mean, back to the Bo Burnham special, but um, yeah, it was really interesting to see like those dynamics. It answers questions about the Beatles. I mean, it's cool. Does somebody punch Yoko Ono in the face at any point? No. So actually in watching this documentary, you're like, okay, so Yoko's actually not that bad. Like, yeah, she's always there. She, she, I've seen some of the performances and yes, she is. Oh, that oh yeah. No, dude, they show extensive performances of, of whatever weird shit her and John and Paul put together. Yeah, that's bad. But she for sure is not the reason the Beatles broke up. She's not even like the third reason the Beatles broke up. But she was bad. Yeah. Okay. Disagree that she was not the best. In, in this documentary, you kind of realize like, oh, Paul's really the person who broke up the Beatles because he got too ambitious. But isn't that kind of what you want to do when you're making music? And Well, that's the thing is, is Ringo and John were kind of like, we're musicians. We come in, we make music, we go off, do our own thing, come back to the studio, make music. Mm-hmm. But then Paul is like, no, we need to have like these crazy concerts and do all this like abstract stuff. And like, we need to push the boundaries. <laughs> and then like George is off. Like, I just want to go hang out with Eric Clapton and like learn how to do something other than be a Beatle. And it's just like, it's sort of like a, just a time bomb that you like slowly watch that, you know, is going to explode and eventually goes off. It's, it's kind of sad to watch, but it's good. And then the last two things I have on my list, Spider-Man No Way Home came out a couple weeks ago. And, you know, since we started this podcast, we were both like, Dune is going to be what gets Jacob back into theaters. And Dune was not what got Jacob back into theaters. Well, it was going to be, but I can't remember what happened. You know what? That's true. If they had released Spider-Man on Disney Plus the same day as it was in the movies, I would not have gone to the movies. I would have watched Spider-Man at home. Right. I think with Dune coming out on HBO Max, I, you were still looking at getting tickets to go see it in theaters. Yeah, I was because I wanted to see it in IMAX. Or then, like last minute, you were just like, "Okay, you know what? Fuck it, I'm just gonna watch it." Out. Yeah, because they released it like a day early or something. Mm-hmm. Like it was supposed to come out on like Thursday or Friday, and it came out like on a Wednesday. And I was like, "Ooh, that's a surprise. Let me just watch it now." So we we've talked extensively about Spider-Man: No Way Home. That was I don't know, man. It might be the best Marvel movie. I don't know. It was such. I mean, it's also just the only movie I've seen in theaters since like Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker two years ago. So. See, I've seen I've seen a couple. I've seen Venom, Shang Chi. Saw Dune at home, so I didn't see that. You saw Eternals. I saw Eternals in theaters too. And then the last thing on my list is uh, Matrix Re- Resurrections, which we just talked about extensively. Yeah. So that was our year in review. Fifty things that Jacob watched this year. Did I miss anything, Gio? Is there anything you can think of that like? Is there like anime that I didn't watch or anything like that? I mean, I'm sure there is. I think you're still getting caught up on like One Piece or something, right? I'll be getting caught up on One Piece forever. You won't. Eventually, it'll be over in like 20 years. Oh, I did hear that uh, My Hero Academia, the manga, is going to be over next year. What? How far ahead is the manga from the anime? I'm actually not too sure. I- I'm thinking we have maybe you know two or three more years of of My Hero. I don't know how I felt about this season. The My Villain thing kind of got old really fast. Yeah. Did you ever watch Overlord? No, that came out a long time ago, didn't it? Yeah, that came out like a couple years ago. Uh, I think season season three is coming out next. Oh, no, we're talking about different things then. I'm thinking of a movie. Oh, no, I'm talking about an anime. You're, you're talking about the uh, the the uh, Nazi zombie movie. Yeah, with Fitz from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in it. Yeah. And uh, Captain America, the new Captain America. But the 
I almost ruined Falcon and Winter Soldier for you, but um, I was already ruined. I already know what happens. Kurt, Kurt Russell's son was um that Korean anime this year? I don't think it was. Oh, uh, got a high school. I mean, like, what is years anymore? Yeah, what is what is time? I mean, honestly, for me, I feel like this year started about September, October of 2020 for me, and it's just been the same. Yeah. Overlord. That sounds familiar. Looks like Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. Does it not look like Yu-Gi-Oh? No, it doesn't look like that, Yu-Gi-Oh. This, this guy looks like the mage that uh, Yu-Gi summons. Dark Magician? Yes. No, God of High School is 2020. So, what? Overlord is 2015. Yeah. Oh, but there's new episodes? Yeah, it's going to be coming out next year. Is it good? Um, yeah, it's not bad. Does, does Blue Eyes White Dragon show up? No. I'm being a jerk, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look like Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't know where you're getting this from. It does. Uh, Shaman King, was that worth mention? Not particularly. I didn't really like it. It seems oh. like it's it's way too fast to be good, I guess. You were so excited about Shaman King. I know. I, I'll just keep reminiscing about the old Shaman King. Oh, here we go. Here's something I forgot. Demon Slayer. Oh, wait. No, that came out in 2022. Also, that came out. Dang. That's going to get confusing next year, man. The new season is out. I haven't seen any of it. Have you? I have it on my list of shows on Hulu. Oh, maybe. Okay. The movie did come out this year. Yeah. I didn't have that on the list. Jujutsu Kaisen. Have you seen that? I have it on my list of shows to watch, too. It's also on my list of shows to watch, but I haven't seen it. I think that's another one that they said that the manga is going to be ending pretty soon, too. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, my uh, my one news article from this week, Spider-Man No Way Home. I meant to do a segue there, but I totally messed it up. We lost steam a little bit. Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be that time, and I haven't had dinner yet, so I am hungry. Also, you know what comes out in six hours? The Book of Boba Fett. That comes out in six hours? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. The listeners can really narrow down when, what time we're recording this. Yeah. So anyway, Spider-Man No Way Home broke a billion dollars this weekend. Woo. Biggest movie of 2021. Good for them. It's a pretty good movie. Apparently, there was a movie in China this year that made $904 million. A movie in China. The Battle at Lake Changjin. Probably mispronouncing that. Most expensive film ever made in China to date, with a budget of $200 million US. It's the Avatar of China. <sighs> Rotten Tomato scored 29%. 29%? Yeah. Jesus. Fight between the United States and China, which took place in November 27th to December 24th, 1950. Okay. We, we got any uh, bio talk? Um, no. Oh, well, no bio talk? <laughs> It's Christmas. I can't think of any of anything. There's there was literally no news this week, Geo. Well, I mean, it's Christmas. Yeah, which you know what? It's a good thing. No news is good news. Oh, there is news. the The Webb Telescope. Oh uh, yeah, the James Webb Telescope that that launched on Christmas Eve. That's a pretty cool accomplishment. Cost ten billion dollars to make. Yep, gonna take some awesome pictures. Waiting for that to come through. Orbiting around the sun. And we're about to complete another orbit around the sun ourselves, aren't we, Geo? Yep, in a couple days. Gonna start that uh, that big old circle all over again. Time is just, I don't know, man. It, it doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> right? It really doesn't. Even up 
Like, I'm up here in Indiana where it's like, well, the season should be changing. No, it was freaking 70 degrees on Christmas. It's like I'm in Florida. I mean, yeah, here it's just always the same. <sighs> it, it's, it's never not like beach weather. Well, speaking of things that are always the same, our inbox is empty. Oh, no. What, what happened to our, her, our Ola back girl? I don't know. She needs to Ola back one more time. If you would like to, to make it so that checking the inbox isn't such a depressing action, you could email scattershotthoughtspod at gmail.com. And uh, at this point, email us anything. We'll read it. We don't care. We're desperate. I mean, not, not anything. <laughs> That's true. I guess we'll... Uh, we're, we're still going to bet it a bit, but you can, you can just send Jacob random pictures and emails. That's fine. I mean, remember that one time somebody just randomly sent Stan a text when you read it on air without vetting it? It happens. I guess. So we won't talk to you guys until next year. Don't don't make that joke. That's not <laughs> a funny joke. We're going to talk to them in a week. Calm down. Yeah, but it'll be next year. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. Well, I guess I'll see you next year. Ha, ha, ha. No, you're going to see me literally in two days. The weekend, done. See you next week. Not a big deal. No. <laughs> well, the grinchiness has transferred. <laughs> but yes, happy New Year's. Yeah, try to enjoy it. Yep. Let's wash away 2021. We just did our retrospective. to put it behind us. I guess so. Gio, you have any final thoughts? <laughs> 2021 was a weird year. Lots of things happened and also... What feels like nothing really happened because everybody might still be stuck in this COVID pandemic, whatever you want to call it. Just being stuck inside, not being able to go out and do what you want to do. Or maybe you have started going out, but... Yeah, but look what happens. Yeah, different variants start coming out and then Omicron comes over and is just like, bitch, you thought. And now there's a giant new wave that's coming through, you know? So I guess years kind of sucked for a lot of people. I'm hoping we can all kind of just get together and make next year better. You know, keep safe, keep wearing your masks. Let's finally get this pandemic over and done with so we can move on. This has gone on long enough. <laughs> the world is too depressing. So let's let's just try to brighten it up a little bit next year. And uh, we love you guys. And um, yeah, happy new years. And there you have it, folks. Happy new year. Well, we'll see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Hey everybody, Gio and I decided that it'd be better if we tack this conversation on to the back of the podcast because we go into pretty in-depth spoiler conversation on the Matrix Resurrections. We hope you enjoy this content if you're ready for it, and if not, see the movie and check back in with us. Happy New Year. And then I guess our, our big... I've got two big topics for us to go over this week. Uh, first one, The Matrix, Resurrections. Resur- resurrection? Yeah, with an S. Resurrection? So we both saw it this weekend. Or this week, I guess. I saw it like the day after you did. So, what'd you think, Gio? Um, it was interesting, I guess. I, I, I kind of like the... They they brought the concept of the Matrix Four into the movie itself, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, 
I don't know. I thought they were doing like a whole like different like take on the Matrix for the first like what seemed like hour of the movie where Neo just has no idea like what's going on and thinks he's just like a crazy guy and and thinks that like the Matrix trilogy was just like a video game that he had come up with and wasn't actually real. But I guess they they, they made him seem like uh he was having like delusions about it. But like the first like hour or so like was basically just his life in the Matrix. Or it seemed like it was an hour. I don't know. It seemed kind of long to me. I don't know if it seemed long to you. But like that that's basically what it was. Like the first half of the movie, it's just him living his life in the Matrix as like a video game designer. Well, my problem with I don't know how long it was. It would actually be interesting to look at that. But I, you say the first hour, and I want to say for the first hour, I was sitting there like, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, okay, I get, I get what you're trying to do here. Can we, can we get to the part where he gets jacked in and like starts shooting people with guns? Mm-hmm. Warning, I guess like a spoiler warning here for people who haven't seen the movie. He doesn't. He, he doesn't shoot anybody with a gun ever. In the entire movie, he never picks up a single gun. That's interesting. Or does he? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure he doesn't, though. I know there's a fight with a gun that involves a gun because it's a callback to the first movie, but I don't remember. I don't think he had a gun in it. Yeah, I think you might be right. I'm, I'm sure that's a conscious decision. I'm sure it is, too. But yeah, he doesn't have a gun. So, like, in this movie, he's, he's, he's older and it's more kung fu-y for him than than shooting people with guns and and he's more jesus-y jesus-y yeah which i mean makes sense in the context of the story yes but then uh, at the end of the movie trinity is also jesus-y yeah the end of this movie <laughs> i yeah so go ahead with go go ahead with whatever you need to say about it well okay so have you looked at rotten tomatoes for this at all i'm pretty sure i didn't do great well, so the tomato meter and the audience score are 1% away from each other. So I'm assuming it's not good. Well, what do you think it is? I would assume it's rotten. Mm, no. Really? Yeah. What's what's the cutoff for rotten? I think it's like 40, maybe 50? I thought it was like 55. Uh, 60% or higher. So it is very close to being rotten. Okay. So it's like 60, 70s. Uh, yeah, so uh, tomato meter is sixty four percent, audience score is sixty three. Okay, which I think this is a perfect example of a movie that deserves like a sixty five percent on the tomato meter. Like it's okay. I didn't. I, I didn't think it was a bad movie. No, the fighting did, was cool. Did it accomplish anything? I don't know. <laughs> I I don't think it did anything good for the the original trilogy. Would I want to watch another one? I don't. Know. I don't know. Am I glad that it was on HBO Max and I didn't pay to see it? Yes. <laughs> but did you, you, you did technically kind of pay to see it. You yeah. But I mean, like I didn't pay, I didn't go to the, did I risk COVID to see it? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that can be the new, <laughs> the new thing. <laughs> Spider-Man. Did we risk COVID to go see that? Yes. Yes. And it was worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. I love Keanu. I, I actually like the Matrix. Thane would have been the perfect person to talk to about this because he's our, our resident Matrix person. But I feel like the ending of of the Matrix, the original ending of the trilogy, was like, okay, he sacrificed himself to bring peace to the world, right? Mm-hmm. He sacrificed himself to bring peace between 
machines and humans. And then they come out with this movie and it's just like, oh, so there is peace between some machines and humans and we're working together to like better the world, you know? Yeah. Which that that's one thing that this movie excelled at was yes, like continuing the development of the world where you have programs who figured out how to be like corporeal in the real world with that programmable matter or whatever it was. And then you have like the good robots. That was cool. What were they called? The, the synthians? Yeah. Synthioids or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Either way, that was cool. There wasn't enough of that though. No, there wasn't enough of that. And there should have been more of that. And then there wasn't exactly peace between humans and machines in the sense that what had happened after Neo died, apparently, was that some machines were like, all right, well, we want peace. And then other machines were like, fuck that, and went to war with the other machines that wanted peace. So like, there's a sect of machines who don't want peace and, and still want humans to die but are also fighting against the, the machines who are on the side of humans. And I guess humans and those good machines have teamed up. Yeah. It's like the Autobots and the Decepticons. Yeah. There we go. That's, that's good. Good, good job. Craig. So I, I really like that. I like that too. Uh, I, I didn't like how everything seemed to, they, they focused a lot on the wrong things. I think they focused like way too much on, on Neo's, brainwashing matrix being a video game thing. And then I feel like they like, they just like skipped through like what happened in the world after, after Neo died. Like I got like a 10 minute explanation of like what, what, what changed and what happened. And then that's it. And then, and then like just go go back in and and save Trinity. Yeah. So I, I feel like this was really like one of those movies where like it ended in a way where, most people would think that maybe it was like a sad ending because Neo and Trinity both die, but they die for like a greater good. And then they made it into like one of those like happy westerny kind of endings where like it's like a happily ever after thing, you know? Yeah, they fly off into the sunset. Yeah, exactly. And like both alive and together and in love. And it's just like that's not like they died for a reason and you can't just bring them back and have them be happy and and love and everything. So what that makes me turn around and say is maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I do want another movie. (laughs) You just want them to die this time. (laughs) Well, so I, cause I've been watching the matrix movies, like rewatching them in preparation for this. Okay. Like over the last couple of months, I've watched like one a month and after reading Dune, there's no way that Dune wasn't a huge influence on the matrix. So like the first, like the what you've seen of Dune in the movie, there mm-hmm. isn't much in the Matrix. But further on in the books, there's a lot of this like concept of like cycles repeating themselves and people being reborn to sort of like become better versions of themselves, but then still have downfalls. Okay. And it's like so the next step in the story needs to be like they think they're gonna make things better, but something it it like it has to actually get worse or something like that. Okay. So I, this may, yeah, there needs to be another movie, I guess, but I don't This movie was so up its own, butt about stuff <laughs> like it seemed like half the time they were like turning and winking at the camera. Like, uh, 
Yeah, Matrix 4? (laughs) I said it, yeah. What? Warner Brothers is going to make this movie regardless of whether we wanted them to or not? Let's put that in this movie. Yeah, let's let's just say fuck you to them. Yeah, uh, there was stuff like that that I'm not a huge fan of. And then, so... There, there were two roles that were like recast in this, and I think one of them worked, and the other one didn't work at all. Okay. So the one that did work was Morpheus. I like the guy who played Morpheus. I thought that was a cool concept because, like, the whole idea is like it's been like sixty years, so that Morpheus actually passed away. The Morpheus from the original trilogy passes away, and um, I guess there's this new Morpheus who. Neo, while he's being brainwashed and living his life as a video game director or designer or whatever, creates this this modal program to, I guess, train Morpheus into being Morpheus. While also sort of like combining him with an agent. Yeah. So like he he basically created an agent slash Morpheus character and put him in this looping program where he would just live this life out and learn how to be a human and an agent and, and I guess the best of both in a single character to then eventually reawaken. Yeah. To eventually like break out of this loop and I guess save him, which that's also such a, like that's straight out of Dune. Like the idea of like, you need this other person to like wake you up out of what the trance that you're in. Yeah, so and and then I guess the the real like interesting part about that being like he doesn't actually know that he's creating this character to save him, but he subconsciously does know that he's creating this character to save him. So, but I thought Morpheus that was a cool way to keep Morpheus in the story. Yeah. But also like update him. But then for some reason Agent Smith is updated. Why? So Agent Smith is is Neo's I guess business partner in this video game, whatever thing that they work at. And he's played by like a completely different character though. I guess they explain that later on where like the version of the matrix that they're in right now changes their appearance to make them look like someone completely different. So like they themselves see themselves as whatever their perceived mental projection of themselves is. But the rest of the world sees Neo as like this bald, like old dude. And I guess uh, we all see Agent Smith as a, I guess, younger. The new version, like Matrix 3.0 or whatever version of Agent Smith. Yeah, like we see him as like a, I don't know, like uh, the only thing that I can think of like was like, this guy seems like, he looks like a frat dude. (laughs) Yeah, he's definitely like a business major. Right? He looks like a frat guy. Yeah. Though I guess like what what we're supposed to see when we look at him is like the original Agent Smith, but like the the way the Matrix is like changing his appearances, he looks like a a frat dude now. I uh, I didn't like the way that this went. I mean, maybe they just couldn't get Hugo Weaving to come back or something, but maybe it would have made more sense because Smith and Neo are like this Yin and Yang, Batman and Joker, like yeah anima animus like balancing force so neo should have seen agent smith like it, they could have shown like everybody else sees somebody else but yeah so this didn't work for me yeah and then like it, in the original movies agent smith was the bad guy i mean 
the machines were like the bad guys in general, but like the main bad guy was Agent Smith. He like develops his own agenda separate from Yeah, and he becomes the the bad guy that like, okay, so the humans are afraid of this dude because he's fucking up everything, and the machines are afraid of this dude because he's fucking up everything. So he's the he's the common enemy. And in this movie, he's the bad guy, but he's not really the bad guy. He's hardly the bad guy. No, he's just like the agent of chaos who like yeah, he's just in there and he's just like, I just don't want you to be here because when you're not here, I can be me. But if you're here, then I can't be me. I have to be whatever this Matrix version of whatever is saying that I need to be. Yeah. And it's the, the main bad guy is, what's his name? What what they call him? The Not the architect. The uh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris? Yeah. They, what they call him? Um, it starts with an A. Analyst. The analyst. Right. Yeah, he's like the new architect. Yeah, he's like kind of like the new architect of this version of of the Matrix, and uh, he is also like the bad guy of this. I guess. I mean, depends on perspective, but yeah, he's like the antagonist of this first uh, installment. Who his superpower is super bullet time. Yeah, so like he just is in like bullet time, like whenever he wants, twenty four. I thought that was dumb. I did too, and like I'm not sure if you noticed, but like the CGI when he's in bullet time is it looks bad. I almost think that was on purpose, though. Do you? Maybe. I don't know. It looked it looked like it looked really bad. Like he was just walking, and like it would just like clip, like the entire time he was walking around in bullet time. I, I think that was on purpose. Okay. Wow. So essentially, they they have Neo and Trinity hooked up back in their these special pods that they resurrected them in and have the this new version of the matrix kind of running through them i guess right or something like that yeah like they're sort of like the the keystone for this new version of the matrix and then once neo broke out this new version of the matrix is kind of like crashing for for reasons (laughs) like i don't understand (laughs) You just said it like they're, they're they're keystone, you know, figures, and and if one of them leaves, uh, the whole thing starts breaking down. I guess. So the machines, and you don't even see this; like it's just told to you. But like the the main machine big shots are just telling the analyst Neil Patrick shut it down and revert back to like the old version of the Matrix because the Matrix that you have is crashing, and Neil Patrick is just like, nah. I know, I know Neo, he's going to come back and we'll either trap him or he'll come back willingly and everything will be okay. So I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to wait for him to come back. And I guess for, for Neo, the whole reason to come back would be like, if, if, you, come, if you don't come back, we're, we're going to kill Trinity. And we know that you can't stand to lose her again. So that, that's basically it. And then they, they come up with a way to break her out as well. And then it's like, okay, well, now this version of the Matrix is just fucked. Because they both broke out. Yeah, which I don't know. So that I don't. I, I just I keep thinking about like Dune, and like that. So that's the thing is, if this was a Dune, right? He would be like, oh well, I'm gonna break the system, and then find out like, oh, but actually we need the system. <laughs> so he would like end up willingly go back into it, or side with the machines or something. Like uh, that's got to be like where the story ends up. Like I think. What you pointed out is right, Gio. The fact that this ends with them just flying off into the sunset is just what? Right? (laughs) 
it just it kind of defeats the purpose of like the last movie yeah okay so back to just the ending of the movie they do a big fight thing which is just them escaping from wherever the fuck they are being chased down by like every person in the city because i guess they could control everybody in the city in this version of the matrix they don't turn into agents they just are bots uh, they turn into world war z uh train to busan zombies yeah basically they manage to get out they break trinity out and for some reason the version of the matrix that neil patrick has is still running even though they both work out <laughs> I, I don't know why they he didn't think to maybe shut down at that point, but uh, still running. And then they just jack in and realize that since that version of the Matrix was running with both of them being like the Keystone, you know, whatever, they basically are gods in this Matrix, the both of them, so they can change and do whatever they they want in that in that Matrix. And they obviously have the uh, the super cool flying power stuff that Neo had in the original matrix only this time trinity also has it i don't know if she has the uh the whole like stop bullets thing i'm assuming she does but she can fly and the movie ends with them basically talking to neil patrick and being like well your plan kind of backfired and now we're gonna do what we want with the matrix and just be gods here and just make changes and yeah that that's it that, that was the movie which is just, that's the end of uh, Children of Dune, now that I think about it. The third Dune book. But anyway, also, one other thing that I hated about this movie was they were constantly flashing back to the other movies. All right. <laughs> like, be subtle about things, please. Like I said, the, the first three Matrix movies in this movie were meant to kind of look like it was a video game that Neo had designed. So, I guess, like, the cutscenes that you would see in this movie were kind of like supposed to be cut scenes from like his video game. And they were just like scenes from like the first movie. And then after a while, it was just like, they're not scenes, they're memories. And like, there was just like, like half of this movie, I'm not going to say half, like a quarter of this movie was just flashbacks from the other movies. Yeah. It was literally like, Hey, remember this part from this other movie? We just did it again. Basically. It was not pulled off well. Like that's like if in Star Wars, whenever they made like a visual reference to something, they like flashed on the screen like the original thing. Yeah, poorly executed. But damn it, now I want to see another one because this can't be the way that this story ends. This. I, I just. <laughs> I remember how the first one ended, where like Neo awakened these powers. He real he he doesn't really believe in the one, but he realizes that he has this the the power to do more than what he can, and he just like tells everybody like he tells the matrix or tells the machines that he's gonna like break all hell in the matrix and like show the people in there like some crazy shit that will kind of like break their minds into thinking like they're in a simulation and he just like walks out of the phone book booth and which again how old was that movie that there's phone booths <laughs> 1999 man shit walks out of the phone booth and just like flies like out of the city like right in the middle of the city, just flies. Yeah. And then that's basically how this movie ends, where like the both of them just like fly out into the city. And it was the same song, right? I don't know if it was the same song, but it was like a different ver- like a like a different cover of that song. Yeah, it was like gender swap cover, which ties into the Wachowski's deal. So the original the first movie was Rage Against the Machine, and then 
I forget what the it's like brass against them. Yeah, brass against as the new one, which that was a cool callback. I'm surprised they didn't like show you like, hey, look, we're playing the same song again, but it's slightly different this time because that's what they did throughout the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like th- there wasn't enough action in this one. And what ad- action there was was poorly executed. Like the the big action set piece in this or the first big one. Well, not the. I don't know. The the one where the Merovingians just being an old man yelling at clouds. Yeah. That was poorly executed. Yeah, there was like you hardly even really saw any fighting and then it just cuts to like Neo fighting uh Agent Smith. Yeah. And that fight was basically like a cover of their original fight in the first movie. Yeah. Hey, remember that fight we had at the train station? <laughs> Let's just do that exact same fight. And show you that we're doing it again by cutting in sequences from the original one. Only like this time around, like I feel like Neo or just Keanu in general, just like it just didn't look as good as the original fight. And then he just busts out his Jesus powers at the end and was just like, all right, well, fuck this. But like that's that's all there was. And then like after that, the the big, you know, fight stuff going on, like where they're trying to get out and they're basically fighting all these people, zombie bots. All that is, is like they're riding on a motorcycle and him using his Jesus powers to push people out of the way. So there's no, there's no fighting there. There's no shooting. It's literally just motorcycle and like force push. That's it. That was, that was, that was the action of the movie. We had more to say about that movie than I thought we did.